0: Hello everyone and welcome to Catholic Truth. In this video, we're going to be talking about who made God. Where did God come from? How does God exist? And I often talk to atheists and get into many, many, many discussions with atheists. And we talk about the existence of God. And I always ask them, if you don't think God's real and you don't think there's a God out there, then how did everything come to be? Where did everything come from? What was the very first thing that came into existence and how did it get here? And many rightly admit that they don't know. They have no idea. But others will say, well, it's not God. And I'll say, well, how do you know it's not God? And they'll say, well, the Big Bang. And I'll say, okay, the Big Bang. But where did the Big Bang come from? Where did all that matter time, space, energy, and everything come from that made up the Big Bang. Where did all that come from? I mean, the Big Bang is like, if you look at a needle, and like the point on a needle, all of our planet, solar system, stars, everything fit in there, in and even much smaller than that, and it exploded and created everything we see and know today. But Where did all that come from? Did it just make itself? Did it just come into existence one day and decide to explode? Or did someone create it? Did it make it? Where did the Big Bang come from? Other people will postulate a multiverse or a bouncing universe or different theories like that, to which one might say, okay, where'd the multiverse start? How far back does it go? Does it go back infinitely? Or can it not go back infinitely? And so I ask them all these questions, you know, well, who made the Big Bang? And they'll say, well, who made God? Now notice, they didn't actually answer the question. They just turn it around, and they say, who made God? And all of a sudden, Christians at that point are like, oh, uh, did, uh and, and they don't really have a good answer many times. And even when I give confirmation retreats, and I talk to confirmation students, Catholics, Christians, this is one of the big questions that they ask is, who made God? So it's a good question. So who did make God, and where did he come from? That's what we're going to answer right after this. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Catholic Truth. My name is Brian Mercier, and I'm the president of Catholic Truth. And I'm a professional Catholic speaker. If you would like us to come to your parish, do a confirmation retreat, a parish mission. And I wrote a book. So if you are interested in questions of God and questions of science and religion and how they work together, we wrote a book called Why Do You Believe in God?, which you can find on Amazon. And also, you can check out our other YouTube videos on Proofs for the Existence of God, blog posts on our website, thecatholictruth.org, and you can check out our podcast as well. We had talked about how atheists when you ask them well who made the big bang or some question like that they immediately turn around and say who made god. But they don't answer the question. So Christians should hold them to that and say well you answer the question first since I asked you and then I will answer the question after. Because a lot of times they demand that you answer their question about where god came from or who made god or how god is there but they don't have answers themselves. They demand that you give them full evidence that can be proven without the shadow of a doubt and and yet they can't do that themselves. Nobody knows, you know, how it began in the beginning because we weren't there, nor can we test it scientifically, nor can we traverse time and go back to the beginning of the universe. And so in some ways, it's a great mystery. No matter which side you accept, it's a mystery and there's a lot of faith involved. But to ask who made God, that's like asking why a triangle has four sides, or why George Washington was the first female president of the United States. I mean, the question doesn't make sense, because by definition, God wasn't made. God wasn't created. Yes, in Hinduism, they believe God made himself, which is philosophically and in all other ways impossible, because if something doesn't exist, it doesn't exist, and it doesn't have any powers to exist. There's no actualizing power in something that doesn't exist. So in Christianity, we believe that God has always been there eternally, forever, with no beginning and no end. He didn't come into existence. I mean, think about it. Think about that just for one second. The camera that I'm speaking into right now, it was made. The microphone which I'm speaking into right now, it's made. The lights all around me, they were created. The chicken nuggets I ate recently, they were created. The water bottle that I drank and threw away, it was created. All of these things on earth are created. They're made. So if we're saying God's made or who made God, we're basically saying that he's like a camera, a light, a water bottle, or a chicken nugget. (laughs) We're saying he's made just like these other things. But by definition, God is not made. He's the one who is The maker. He's the one who is the creator. All of these things came into existence at one time. Even humans came into existence. Maybe you came into existence 30 years ago and you'll probably go out of existence in about 40 or 50 years from now. So your existence is temporary. These lights have come into existence. Someone made them. They brought them into existence and they're gonna go out of existence at some point when they break and corrode and disintegrate and the rest of it. Trees even don't live forever. They come into existence and they go out of existence. Every created thing has existence. But God doesn't have existence. He is existence by His very nature. He's eternal being itself. And so, He can give that to other things. There's a proposition which says that you can't give what you don't have. So, if you're in a room with people and you all need to read the same book, and you ask everyone in the room, hey, do you have this book? I need to read it. Hey, do you have this book? I need to read it. And nobody has the book then nobody can read the book because you can't give what you yourself don't have. And if there was nothing in the beginning, no existence, no thing, then there would be nothing now because you can't give what you don't have. Existence. Therefore, there had to be someone or something in the beginning with existence so that they could give it to somebody else. That's why we say God is existence itself. He's being itself and can give that to something else. A dead universe doesn't have life of its own. Something dead like a phone, a brick, a star, uh oxygen, helium, I mean, all of these things were made by other things, created by other things. They came into existence and they're gonna go out of existence. Everything that begins to exist has a cause. And you can't go back infinitely of causes because, well, then you come to a contradiction and there's no beginning and nothing gets started. It was just all there forever. One might imagine dominoes and going around the room And you try to trace the dominoes back. And imagine if you trace the dominoes that are falling all the way back to the beginning, but there's no beginning. They just keep going forever and ever and ever and ever. And there's no actual first domino that got pushed. There's no beginning. They just happen to be falling and they just happen to be going around the room in the universe and nobody knows why. It just happens, but nobody got it started. What's more realistic is that there was a first pusher who pushed that first domino and got that series of cause and effect going. Likewise, if you're trying to go through a train and you're walking from car to car trying to find a caboose, eventually you will come to the back of the train. But if the train is infinite and there's an infinite series of cars, you can keep walking forever and ever and you will never get to the back of the train. Or In reverse, you will never get to the front of the train, the engine, which pulls it because there is no engine. It's just a series of cars with no beginning and no end. It just happens and nobody knows why. And that's what we're saying. It's kind of like going to a grocery store and you go up to get some meat and you have to take a number, you know the number, and then they give you your meat. Well, imagine if you took a number and then you had to wait in an infinite line to get your meat. Well, you'd never get your meat because there will be an infinite amount of people before you and an infinite amount of days before you. And with infinity between you and that meat, you'll never reach that meat. I mean, you literally never get to today, but we are at today. But going back in existence, all the way back, infinitely, and just saying, oh, the universe was just there infinite. Oh, there's an infinite amount of universes. No explanation, no cause. I mean, everything in the universe has a cause. And we're going to get to this in another video when we talk about the arguments for the existence of God from contingency, that everything is uh, dependent or contingent on something else before it to exist. But it can't go back forever because then you never have someone who got it started to begin with. But what we're saying when we say the word God is that he was the first being, the first creator, the one who made the train, the one who pushed the dominoes, the one who got everything started. And sure, people wonder, well, how could God just exist? And one might wonder, well, how could the universe just be there forever? I mean, in both scenarios, It's mind-boggling. If you think about the beginnings of the universe, it's gonna make your head explode. I mean, it's it's more than we can comprehend. We can't even comprehend black holes, dark matter, dark energy, and endless other things in this universe And yet we want to understand all of them. I mean, it's impossible. It's literally our our finite minds can't understand the immensity of our universe or even the beginnings of the universe. There had to be something there in the beginning. I mean, whether it's like an eternal universe, as some people say, or an eternal God, an eternal mind being an intelligence who created the universe. I mean, that's really what it comes down to. And what's more reasonable to believe? I mean, that the dominoes created themselves and these dead things just existed and then just started falling even though they're dead and can't push themselves? Or is it more reasonable to believe that an intelligent being, a person, pushed them and got it all started? What's more reasonable, to believe that a train with an infinite series of cars that are dead and can't move by themselves were just there for eternity? Or someone who could create the train with his intelligent mind, drive the train, and control the train? For me, it's much more reasonable to believe in an intelligent eternal being that exists and created everything else, rather than a series of infinite dead things that have no power of actuality on their own and are virtually merely potential beings, meaning they can't do anything on their own. They're dependent on other things. It's much more easy to believe that someone created these things rather than dead stuff just existed and dead stuff made other dead stuff. And it somehow was just always there. For me, it's easy to believe. We see intelligence throughout the universe. We see intelligence in humans, and that's a reflection of the greater intelligence in the universe. Something had to be there in the beginning. There couldn't be nothing. Even though many scientists and even atheists say that there was nothing in the beginning, that's a philosophical impossibility. And we made a whole video on the existence of God and showing proof for God from the argument for nothing, that there couldn't have been nothing. There had to be someone there who had existence and therefore could give existence, because you can't give what you don't have. And so don't fall into the trap of thinking, oh, well, this is really hard to understand. How could it be true? Because, I mean, many people don't understand trigonometry, but it's true. Many people don't understand dark matter or dark energy, but you know, it's probably true just because you don't understand something and it makes your mind, you know, explode. I mean, there's an animal that can run so fast it can actually run on water. It's like our minds can't fathom that, but it's like, whoa, there's so, so many things on this earth. Lightning, I think, goes so fast. It can go around the earth seven times, the entire earth seven times in one second. The amount of things that could blow our minds in this universe is incredible. And so when trying to think about the beginning of the universe or even the God. We can't even understand this universe. We will never be able to understand God. And people want to dumb down God to a human being or just to a big person who has a beard in the sky and is really strong. That's not who God is. God doesn't have moving parts. God is not complex. God's not a machine or a human. He is purely simple being. Being itself, existence itself, intelligence itself, strength itself, all power, wisdom, and everything. And that being is who created the universe. But who created him? Nobody. God is the uncreated creator. I mean, if somebody created God, if God was made, well, then the person who made him would probably be God. You know what I mean? God, by definition, is not made. He's the one who makes and he's the one who creates. Think about the Big Bang. I mean, space is still expanding from the Big Bang. And time, matter, space, energy, all created at the Big Bang. So space and time were created with the Big Bang. But once you get out past that, there is no time. There's no past, present, and future And and when you have no past, present, and future, you have eternity, no beginning and no end. And that's exactly what God is, the eternal being who has no beginning and. No end. Thank you so much for watching this video. If you liked it, please check out our other videos, part one and part two, on proof for the existence of God. We will probably also have more videos on proofs for the existence of God as well. You can also check out our book, Why Do You Believe in God? It's 15 real conversations that we've had with atheists, agnostics, skeptics. So you get to hear their side and our side, what they say and then how we reply, and then how they reply to us and how we reply to them. And it's a real conversation based on actual conversations, not made-up ones, or atheists might say this, or Christians might say it. These are actual conversations that we have had with atheists on science and evolution and, I mean, almost any subject available—Jesus, different religions. And if you want to learn to defend your faith and you want to learn to explain your faith and have the words to do it and to know how to bring people back to God, this is the book to get. Why do you believe in God? It's on Amazon. And if you like this video, please share it with others. Please share it. Please like it. And please comment down below because all of these things help to make these videos more popular. And you know what to do. Kiss that like button. Don't smash it because we're Christians. Kiss it. And give it a holy little like. And please share it with others so that they can get the truth that can set them free. Of course, if you have any questions, you can leave comments down below. And make sure to check out our social media down below. And also please support this ministry so we can continue our work and reach more people than ever. We have a Patreon page, and people have been asking us about our Patreon page. And we also have PayPal if you would prefer that. You can pay monthly, yearly, or even a one-time donation. Anything and everything helps for the salvation of souls. And we thank you for all the support that you give. God bless you.